Stay thirsty, my friends. That and other stories for the week ending May 1st, 2016. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Even if we comply with the historic Paris Climate Change Accords reached last December, there are still going to be refugees from affected areas of our warming planet. That warning came from Interior Secretary Sally Jewell last week, who said that changes are underway and occurring rapidly. The challenge will be to figure out how to deal with relocating entire villages and supporting others in their adaptation. Secretary Jewell made her remarks while visiting with Canadian Environment Minister Catherine McKenna. Jewell pointed to the Alaskan community of Kivalina that is so threatened by encroaching waves that even some village elders are worried about whether it can survive. The town is 80 miles north of the Arctic Circle and will likely have to be moved due to melting ice that no longer protects it from from ocean swells. In the meantime, residents of Kivalina are asking the federal government for assistance to build a road to serve as an emergency escape route when weather batters the tiny barrier island. Speaking of federal assistance, for years now, Al Gore and many environmentalists have said we need nothing short of a World War II-style mobilization to address the threat of climate change. Last Wednesday, two senators introduced a bill aimed to convert that oratory into action. The bill known as the Climate Change Adapt America Bond Act is legislation proposed by Senators Barbara Boxer of California and Dick Durbin of Illinois. It would allow the Treasury to issue up to $200 million annually in climate change bonds. The money raised would fund adaptation efforts like seawall construction, desalination, and drought resilience programs. In order to receive grants from the fund, local and state governments would have to kick in 25% of the cost of a project. Boxer said the bill would tap into patriotism of millions of Americans who want to protect their country, adding that adapting to climate change requires all of us to do our part. The bill has attracted criticism. Margaret Klein Salomon of the group The Climate Mobilization told Grist that the proposal is a defeatist strategy, asking Americans to adapt rather than win the war against global warming. She also pointed to the $200 million figure as paling in comparison to the $185 billion worth of bonds purchased during World War II. Adjusting for inflation, that's over $2 trillion today. The Japanese government has started a new way to contain leaks of radioactive water stored at the nuclear facility at Fukushima something akin to an ice wall. The barrier is created by freezing the ground around the complex and running refrigerant through buried pipes. The total cost when completed will be nearly $500 million. You'll recall that in 2011, a massive tsunami wrecked nuclear reactors at the plant and much water was contaminated. There have been leaks from the thousands of storage tanks and in addition, groundwater continues to seep under the reactors and then passes to the sea. About 300 tons of polluted groundwater is released to the ocean every day. Before implementing the plan, the government said that TEPCO, the owner of the plant, used a method of dealing with the leaks comparable to whack-a-mole. It could take 40 years to dismantle the facility, but in the meantime, even if the current containment plan works, still 50 tons of contaminated water will be released into the ocean every day. Our oceans are being strangled by global warming. The reason? 
oxygen is a necessary ingredient for healthy marine life, but a recent study shows that its levels in seawater are declining. According to Maddie Stone of Gizmodo, the explanation is simple. Cold water can hold more oxygen than warm water. As the atmosphere heats the surface of the ocean, the oxygen content starts to fall. Also, as water warms, it expands and gets lighter. This makes it less likely to sink, which in turn reduces the transport of oxygen from the atmosphere into the deep ocean. The new study led by the National Center for Atmospheric Research concludes that the drop in oxygen is already detectable in some parts of the world and should be evident across large regions of oceans between 2030 and 2040. Dropping oxygen levels will have devastating effects. Fish, crabs, squid, sea stars, and other marine life will struggle to survive. And finally, drink water, pay a fine? That's what could happen if you're out on the town in Ibiza with a beverage of any kind, including water. Local officials on the Spanish island are trying to tamp down on wild boozing in the vacation spot popular with Brits. Tourists visiting San Antonio, a seaside town on the west coast of the island, will now face a fine of about $850 if they break the law which was approved after authorities became exasperated by vacationers being drunk in public. Rather than just outlawing alcohol, they decided to introduce a blanket ban on all drinks to make it easier for police to spot people trying to disguise their gin and tonic as water. The ban was criticized by many, noting that Ibiza gets extremely hot in the summer and that the law could force the public to choose between dehydration or a fine. Local lawmakers themselves were divided. Popular party councilor Jose Sala told the Daily Telegraph that the new law was impossible to enforce and possibly even unconstitutional. But for now, the law stands. Perhaps next time lawmakers meet, they can brainstorm a new slogan for the town. Something along the lines of, stay thirsty, my friends. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Waterworks Association. Build a better world through better water at AWWA's ACE 16 in Chicago, June 19th through 22nd. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 16.